Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. If you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send a screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com and we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie out in the mail. Today, we are talking about an announcement from the Big 12 Conference who has established the very first international extension known as the Big 12 Mexico which will see Big 12 men's and women's basketball, women's soccer, and baseball games held in Mexico. What does this do for the Big 12? What does it do for recruiting? Uh, What does it do for potentially the transfer portal? Uh, And what does it do for college sports as a whole? So let's just dive kind of right into the the first thing I mentioned with with recruiting. Um, Big 12 Mexico will see players from all different kinds of sports uh, enter the the country of Mexico to play exhibition games uh, and to play games that actually matter in conference in the conference scheme and and as well as uh, potentially a, a football bowl game which we'll get to in a bit so that's automatically a recruiting tool I imagine being able to to sell uh, to somebody that they could go and spend one of their first, you know, one of the first weeks of the of the conference schedule or non-conference schedule, you get to go down to Mexico, uh, Mexico City, or or uh, you even get to spend a week down there uh, as a trip, maybe, and and get to play your sport, and you, you get a week away from from the hubbub and from everything going on in, in college athletics. Uh, that automatically is fun. It's a destination trip for for many teams, and it's a really cool experience and opportunity for players, especially for sports like like women's soccer and baseball, who maybe don't get the same amount of attention that, that Big 12 basketball or football does. Uh, so I think it's a really cool opportunity for those kinds of programs. And that's really cool for, for the sport as a whole, because we don't see... Uh, we don't see power five conferences do things like this. We see outreach at the NFL level uh, with, with NFL Europe. We see them go over and play games in Germany and in, uh, in London and things of that nature, but we don't really see this at the college level. So it's absolutely um, innovative and something that, that uh, you certainly would have come to expect from somebody like Brett Yormark, who has certainly pushed the envelope whenever it comes to how to make this conference younger hipper and cooler moving forward, as he said multiple times. So it's an interesting perspective whenever it comes to recruiting. And, and obviously the transfer portal, same thing. Um, will we have players from other schools want to get in on some of this? And and could it potentially be the, the swing vote for for a player who is maybe deciding between a Big 12 school and, and another? Um, who knows? That, that kind of thing. Uh, certainly is something you may not think about, but I'm sure it plays a factor at some point. I think the big thing in recruiting that this really begs a question for me is, do we see players or athletes from Mexico start to be more interested in those areas and those sports? And, And do we see more international players end up coming two Big 12 programs to play women's soccer, to play women's basketball uh, or baseball or men's basketball and football eventually uh, if the if the bowl game does end up happening. Do we see more players from Mexico end up at Big 12 programs? I think that would be really, really cool for the, there to be an influx 
of international players uh, because of this uh, new idea, new opportunity that the Big 12's come up with. I think it's really exciting and something that uh, it's groundbreaking. It's something we haven't ever seen before. So we don't really know what the true impact is going to be. But I would say there certainly is going to be more um, awareness and more uh, Big 12 product, if you will, in Mexico than there ever has been before. So uh, let's dive a little further into the the football bowl game. Uh, the Big 12 announced that they're exploring establishing a football bowl game in Monterey uh, starting in 2026. This will be the first ever bowl game held in Mexico, which, again, we're groundbreaking here on things. That's what the Big 12 is into now. Uh, we posted on the Heartland College Sports social media sites, we posted uh, who do you think should be the sponsor for the uh, Mexico-based bowl game? Uh, we've had lots of avocados from Mexico, which is uh, a clear answer, an obvious answer. Dos Equis was another one that I really liked, something that was interesting, uh, something I could see actually happening. Um, we had Modelo, uh, we've had Patron, um, several several good ideas. Uh, Takis was another one that I saw. So it'll be it'll be fun to see kind of what happens. Uh, myself, I think I would go with the Cholula hot sauce bowl. I think that would be really cool, considering that's imported from Mexico. Uh, I really I could get behind the Cholula hot sauce bowl. I think that would be awesome. Uh, but anyways, the, having having a destination trip to Mexico for a bowl game would be really cool. Um, my one concern uh, for this is what happens if players don't have a passport? Now, I know that that's probably an odd question or maybe something that people don't really think about, but when you're 18, 19 years old, most people that at least that I know have their passport issued, but not everybody. Um, Some people just don't like to travel abroad. That's not really something that uh, everybody is into, but what happens if a player uh, on a football team doesn't have his passport, the team makes a bowl game and then they're selected with just three or four weeks uh, in advance to get things uh, all squared away so that they can get to Mexico to play the bowl game. What do you, I mean, I know that the NCAA has a way of pulling strings and, and having things done quickly, but when's the last time uh, that, that anything <laughs> involving getting your passport or, or anything like that, any sort of identification goes goes quickly. I, have you been to the DMV lately? It, things don't go quickly. Things do not move quickly uh, in that realm. So I think it could be an issue there, and I'm sure that there's a way the Big 12 will figure it out, uh, especially if we're going to have all of these schools eventually playing games of some sort, um, of some sport in in Mexico. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, there's a couple of other um, – key points that were made in in the big 12 press release that I want to go over for this. Um, uh, First of all, the the comment from, from Brett Yormark that was uh, added to this is quote, Mexico is a natural extension to the big 12 footprint. We'll get into that in a second. And I'm thrilled to introduce big 12 Mexico as the conference's first ever international presence through big 12 Mexico. Our student athletes will have the opportunity to compete in an international setting. And our conference will have the chance to showcase our brand across Mexico. 
Now, the Big 12 footprint uh, comment is true. There's five current and future Big 12 program campuses being Baylor, Houston, TCU, Texas, and Texas Tech that are all less than 400 miles away from the Mexico border. So uh, there certainly is a Big 12 footprint whenever it comes to trying to break into that uh, side of things and and bring a new product to Mexico and help expand the footprint of the Big 12. And I think that it it's a good move on, on the Big 12's part. I think that this is something uh, I'd rather a conference be outreaching and looking to see what they can do um, to expand rather than just sit on their hands. And I think that we've seen Brent Yormark absolutely do that with everything that's going on right now. Um, looking for ways to expand, looking for ways to make the Big 12 conference better. And I I have no doubt that this is just another uh, opportunity for the Big 12 to better itself. And so, uh, so something that I've seen on, on social media is some people wondering if there's even going to be a following uh, for Big 12 sports in Mexico. And, and the Big 12 has, a, has an idea for that too. Uh, in the press release, they announced that Leading up to the launch of Big 12 Mexico and throughout 2023, Fox Sports and ESPN are going to help spread the Big 12 product across Mexico and Spanish-speaking communities through ESPN Deportes, uh, ESPN Mexico, and ESPN OnStar Plus, uh, as well as Fox Deportes channels. And they will air select Big 12 football and basketball games uh, along those uh, lines of communication. So it's, it's really good, uh, really good plan for the big 12 to, uh, send their product across the border and, and, um, really create awareness and interest in big 12 sports. And the big 12 is also looking to secure its first time Spanish radio broadcast for both the big 12 football and basketball championships in 2023 and 2024, uh, to help them really get into the Mexico, uh, side of things digitally, which is cool. So I, I think this is a really cool move for the Big 12. I think it's exciting, uh, and I think it's something that you absolutely should be keeping your eye on if you're a Big 12 fan. Speaking of the Big 12, there's a lot of rumors circling uh, right now with regards to expansion, and I think that these are some things that we need to talk about this week. Uh, considering how much the landscape could change in college athletics if some of these rumors uh, are deemed to be true. Um, Last week, we heard all sorts of of reports about Colorado uh, potentially making the move to the Big 12 and coming back to their roots where they were before leaving for the Pac-12 just a little over a decade ago. And I think that this is a story that you need to keep up with. Um, there's just too much smoke coming out of Boulder, Colorado for there not to be something going on. And I, I don't think that it's a coincidence that Colorado is the team that, uh, continues to have the most smoke. Um, they've got a lot going on right now with Deion Sanders. Um, he obviously has made them relevant as far as football goes and the Big 12 footprint, I mean, it makes sense to add Colorado. Absolutely it does because you have a great scheduling partner there with BYU considering the proximity. Um, they're already familiar with the Big 12. And uh, historically, Colorado is a proud football tradition and has a good basketball program as well. So um, despite some recent 
issues in the football program. I think this is a really good move uh, for both parties involved if they do indeed move to the Big 12. But I don't think that Colorado is the only school out of the Pac-12 that could make that move. Um, I really, really like the idea of adding Arizona as well if you're the Big 12 because, look, uh, the Arizona football program is is coming out of a dark time, but they are better. They played much better last year, but the Arizona basketball program is an absolute juggernaut. And we've heard several uh, times from Brent Yormark that, that he feels that basketball is undervalued. Uh, and given that the Big 12 has an absolute powerhouse of a conference with Kansas and, and they're adding Houston already, you have the Kansas State, Texas Tech programs as well as Baylor and Iowa State, um, you add a school or a program like Arizona, and it just you're you're adding more wealth to the pot as it is. And so, um, I think if you see Colorado jump, I'd be very surprised if Arizona isn't right there with them. And a couple of other schools that surprisingly have had some some uh, interest from the Big Twelve have been Gonzaga and UConn. And those stories are not going away. Those are those are things that we continue to hear. And I'm I'm curious to see really what comes of that because neither one of those schools uh, are, are power five, if you will. And yet they offer so much as as uh, in regards to basketball that I think that they they are seriously being looked at. Um, there's conflicting reports on there being some some pushback from Big Twelve school or school administrators um, and that Brett Yormark might, might be out there on his own when, whenever it comes to this being a good idea. But that's not the case. If you ask uh, Mac Rhodes, the athletic director at Baylor, uh, he told 365 sports that that just, that wasn't, that was inaccurate. Um, and that, you know, they think that there's value in adding schools like UConn and Gonzaga. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see what comes of that. And, uh, we don't have we probably don't have very long until we find out what's truly going on there because if you look there are there have been several pushbacks of deadlines from the Pac-12 and i just don't know how many more pushbacks of a deadline that they can they can survive um we saw a a story about a verbal agreement in quotes there um yesterday that the, the Pac-12 schools had reached an agreement on equal shares of media rights, revenue, and performance-based distribution of college football playoff revenue as part of a new grant of rights deal. Uh, I covered this yesterday on, on the Heartland College Sports site, and I feel pretty strongly about this. Is that really news? Is it really newsworthy that the Pac-12 schools have agreed to keep their equal media rights shares? This is something that they already do. Everybody does this, in fact. Um, there's not an FBS conference right now that doesn't uh, practice equal revenue sharing. And the first one that's, that's not going to do so, which is the ACC, they're not set to do that until the 2024 and 2025 academic year. So is that really news? I, I, let's put a bookmark in that. Um, it does mean that the Pac-12 is not trying to keep Washington and Oregon around by offering them a bigger slice of of the pie whenever it comes to the television money. Um, and maybe that's because they already know if the Big Ten comes knocking, there's nothing that's going to keep 
Washington and Oregon from leaving, or they don't. Uh, the Big Ten isn't as interested in those two as they thought, and the Pac-12 knows that it doesn't have to do that, or it couldn't get the other schools on board for that idea, uh, and so that they just rolled with this. Um, and as far as the college football playoff revenue distribution goes, outside of Oregon and Washington, there hasn't been a Pac-12 team make the college football playoff, and that's been since 2017. So um, the other part about that that's confusing to me a bit is that the conference's top contender is USC, and they're headed to the Big Ten in 2024. So are you going to give them a better, a bigger cut uh, of the deal if you get this this deal signed? Are you going to give them a, a bigger slice of pie as they head out the door? I, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be something uh, that Pac-12 schools are, are really going to be on board with. That is, if they are still around uh, come 2024. So, look, I think that some things probably get blown up a bit uh, and things become uh, more newsworthy than they're absolutely uh, worth. But I think if you read between the lines here, the Pac-12 deadline of late spring and early summer is is officially on us. It's June 8th. I, I don't see any reason why uh, that could be seen. We're really pushing the envelope as far as late spring goes being June 8th. So, uh, I just don't know how many more pushbacks they can afford. And it was just a lot easier to release a bit about a verbal agreement and make it look like they're making some progress uh, than it would be to tell you that they're going to push things back again. I don't think that they could uh, afford that, especially when you have Colorado flirting with the Big 12 the way that it is. That's going to do it for us here today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We absolutely appreciate you tuning into the podcast every week. Remember, if you like the show, please consider subscribing and limit us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send a screenshot of the review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and he will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.